Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. with Lone Star has started. Uh, welcome. I am back. Yay! I missed you, After Dick. a long week, weekend. Long, long weekend. So, many, many thanks to Rick the Reluctant Cowboy for yes. stepping in. He was my emergency backup, Dick. That's great. It's good to have an emergency backup, Dick. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll be here all week, so 9 to 11, except today. Sorry about being late. It's a little uh, traffic-y and all those kind of things. Still so, recovering uh, from the rain. The rain was gnarly last night. Yes. And uh, yeah, I drove, drove back from Dallas yesterday, and it was a lot of heavy rain for a lot of it. Not not too cool. Well, t- speaking of the rain, right now it's uh, 53 degrees in Montgomery County. Zero uh, percent chance of rain today, which is kind of nice, but it's gonna go way up on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, they're kind of debating if it's gonna happen this weekend. But the nice thing is, the average high is gonna be around the 70s, and the average low is gonna be around the uh, 50s right there. So it's gonna be either a really nice, beautiful day, or it's gonna be a crummy and <laughs> yeah, either or same thing Montgomery County welcome back and uh, we are brought to you by Conroe Coffee Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Centurion Wealth Advisors here all local companies supporting the station and supporting this morning show so a special thanks to them if you're interested in commenting on a topic we have several ways you can talk to us there's a call in message line 936-647-3776 or you can message on Facebook or go to IRLoneStar.com smoke signals or, yeah, right in front of the studio. Though, yeah, you got to be get, right outside I'm our not, window. I'm though. not getting up. So uh, I know I, I listened. I did listen on Thursday because that was the only time I was available. Uh-huh. Uh, it was an interesting show. It was nice to hear Rick talk a little bit more than just his music because mm-hmm. he does have pretty good music choices. And uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen Thursday night to uh, The Rev, but he did a good job too. Did he? Awesome. No, unfortunately I wasn't able to, but uh, – Good stuff all around. The Reverend came in last week. Uh, we had Rick uh, from Afternoons with Lone Star sitting in, having some good conversation. Jason Owen from uh, Conroe Coffee came in, weighed in. Uh, we talked gun debate stuff, and uh, it was it was pretty good. Well, they, I think the whole United States is still on. Uh, do you uh, do you think the United States is on the fence right now, or do you think it's kind of like this is just more of one of those media pushes where I think uh, it was, I think it was a really huge media push to whip people into a frenzy and. And the numbers are, are are racking up that... Well, the strangest thing to me was the NRA. <laughs> bo- like I call it the boogeyman. That was just something like just seeing all this stuff happen. And especially, you know, growing up in Texas and the Second Amendment, I know uh, our family has, is not necessarily a staunch Second Amendment supporter in a sense of like we have memorabilia or something like that. We mm-hmm. I think we might have like a don't tread on me, but that's not technically <laughs> Second Amendment. But it's still kind of like, you know. No, that was American Revolution. But I got you. I got yeah, but you. It's still it's, something that. It's a visual that the NRA uses. But uh, but it's kind of weird that all these companies are publicly coming out that have like some type of AAA connection in a sense of discounts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we're no longer doing that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why would you even want to be on any side of this issue if you have nothing directly connected to it? Because I can see some people who are like, you know, the people who look up, who does they know? Who do they know? Who do they know? And let's be mad at them too. 
And I'm like, man, it's especially if you're a publicly traded company, you're like, I wouldn't jeopardize anything. I'd be like, no comment. Well, because this is something that's so polarizing. Um, well, well, here's the thing. A, let's say you have a, a, a Christian-based business, like let's say Hobby Lobby, and they have issues with organizations like Planned Parenthood or just the, the health care mandate that said you had to provide birth control or possible abortion services. And it ran contrary. They were just vilified in the media. Like, no, you have to, you have to, you have to, you know, or the, the cake people. Uh, you know, the yeah. d d didn't want to do the, uh, the the cake for the gay couple. Uh, they're savaged by by the media and the and when I say the general public, I, I don't think the entire general public. But those are the ones that the media go for. The, that's the only side you get the outrage on that. But when it's flipped the other way, um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to how to phrase this uh, to distance yourself from. Well, my, my main interest is what what's the conclusion? What are we trying to achieve with this? And there is no end game. That's the whole. Well, that's point. what. Well, that's kind of actually kind of weirded me out with uh, companies. I think was it Enterprise was one of them that kind of said we're no longer offering discounts to NRA card members. And I'm thinking, okay, so down like how I would be interested to know how many members actually use the discount. I mean, I mean, because they have those numbers, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and then I would also be interested to see why, like whoever's decision was to choose an organization that's been along around for so long, and. I just it was just really weird to me. I, I can understand if it was like a new partnership, and it's just kind of like, hey, we're gonna stop being friends with Harvey Weinstein because mm -hmm. Harvey Weinstein's you know on the bad end of the news. Uh, but I just that's one thing I just don't well, get. The businesses have the right, much like the the Hobby Lobbies of the world, they have the right to, to distance. Now, see, there's things they were forced by law, and that was their issue. This is becoming a legal issue. It's to make it comparable. You have uh, enterprise saying no more NRA, well, then to have a, a class action suit going, no, you have to provide uh, these services to NRA members. Of course, that's not, that's what I'm saying. That's the double standard. That's not allowed. Hobby Lobby uh, or, or Chick-fil-A expresses their right that, you know, there is actually, uh, uh, you know, there's no government intrusion in regards to religion. So a private business should be able to say no. And that's why I had an issue with that. Obamacare well, if, made it, you, you had to. Even if you do it, you just, I mean, why go on Twitter? Yeah, they're, they're going to lose. It's so because polarized. That's one thing I always kind of, always, I always like to think about is like, for example, I know when the, the unfortunate situation in Florida happened, uh, Florida was on this kind of hinge with already of the bill. And it, like that didn't just happen yesterday. That was put in long, like way before mm -hmm. this, this tragedy happened. So a lot of people were like, oh, it's a, a knee-jerk reaction. I'm like, no, this is something like every state kind of does every every year basically is like, hey, we're going to try to do something. And then sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. Well, the knee-jerk reaction out of Florida came from the sheriff who I feel he kind of put his foot in his mouth. He blamed the NRA. To blame the, the NRA is being blamed as a lobbying organization, but in honesty, uh, the, the other side will blame like Planned Parenthood for the abortion you know, Planned Parenthood is well, not aren't they the actually performing. The well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that they're just a uh, Planned Parenthood is just an organization. It it doesn't. It's not a government affiliated entity that that does the laws. The NRA doesn't do the the laws. Uh, you know, they're a lobbying organization. Well, I mean, both sides give money to some, like whatever. Uh, and that's, they they're want lobbyists. Their voice heard, and that's uh, the way it's set up. And that's it. But the NRA's become this. You know, they are the face of all things wrong with gun culture in America. It's like they're they're uh, uh, they're like AAA for cars. AAA's got cars, NRA's got guns, Planned Parenthood has that. You know, you have organizations that are kind of 
the face of it or the primary spokesperson, but the NRA can't change the laws. Banning the NRA does absolutely nothing for existing gun laws or new laws. They'll, they'll get passed or, or not otherwise. There, and there is no end game, Dick. I, these are knee-jerk reactions. I was talking about the the sheriff blamed the NRA just flat out. It's all their fault. These kids no, died because— That's what I was saying. That was really oh, strange. That's what came out of all this. And I'm like, man, why just them? I mean, there's other right. things Did going you on. hear the NRA's response, though? No, I didn't. It was, I don't care that much. It was—they uh, they told the sheriff, actually, it was your fault because you had one job. You had deputies on site. You knew these now, kids that, were dangerous. I did see— It was your fault. I did see there's an investigation being done on his deputies mm-hmm. about not reacting properly to, to yeah, to the, four, uh, right? to the response. Because something along the lines of they waited. Well, to start off, there was one and he was hiding around the corner. Then the other one, well, we had him, he wasn't hiding, but he was waiting to go in. And then you find out, I think there were four. Well, I think the, probably the most alarming thing is there, I don't think they were doing crowd control. I don't think they were doing anything. They were literally doing nothing. Like they're in their car, like do it, like they weren't getting people away or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, because I think it was caught on camera. I think that's what brought the conversation. Yeah, up. that's when like, oh, like, hey, is it, isn't this this guy? And then, oof, I mean, they, something always that kind of like that bites you in the butt. So, and last week Rick and I actually talked about it because uh, was it you or Rick that I talked? It was it was you about the Canadian with the uh, the silver medal, and I was like, we had no idea what was going through her mind. Was that you or was that Rick? Canada, the Canada uh, women's hockey player. Canada came uh, one silver medal for women's hockey to a loss to America. And in the medal ceremony, this one Canadian, uh, uh, Jocelyn Robot, I think was her name, uh, she got her silver medal, and she, within seconds she just ripped it off and had this really upset look on her face. And everyone was just savaging her on the media. Ah, Canada, you're supposed to be nice. And Rick and I were talking about it where I said, we have no idea what's going through this lady's mind. She, that, she got silver. If you're if you're a competitor, but why was she? Is been, it, is she it, could have been mad at herself that she let herself down, her team down, her country. And sure enough, the next day she she gave out a, a press conference saying, "I apologize for my behavior." And the first day about the guy that didn't go in, the deputy that didn't go in, kind of hiding around the corner. It's like, of course, we all want to be heroes, but no one knows how they're going to react until the gun, you know, until the bullets start flying, and. It's a sad but true fact. You think you're ready for it. Bang, bang, you're, you're going to cower. Uh, but that being said, when there are children involved, it is our, it's in our DNA. It's our primal instinct to go run and protect children. So this guy, these four people were actually fighting human nature, fighting millions of years of evolution to not go running in, to say, we got to wait for backup or we got to wait. No, you, you hear kids screaming, you run to them, whether or not you're going to get shot or not. And that, that's the thing that, that caught me off guard. It's one thing to, you know, like... Well, especially we, at, right after the, the sheriff himself publicly said, you know, you don't need guns. We give us your guns. We'll protect you. That kind of blew up yeah. in his face, too. Like, it? ooh, man, like, that's just bad timing, my friend. Bad You're right. <laughs> we got to take a break. We're going to talk more stuff outside of the stupid uh, the political talk, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you have any opinions or any topics you think we should cover, just let us know. 936-647-3776. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. Having fun in the studio. I know a couple things are in the movie world because I know the uh, the Oscars are this weekend. They are. They are this weekend coming up. I had no idea. And Black Panther did really well on the second weekend for its box office. I hear nothing but good things which, for it. Uh, which is great. I know Chris, our movie theater guru on the ticket sub, thought it was not going to do as well uh, just because February has that kind of month, is that kind of month with movies. 
another topic, the Weinstein Co. is set to file bankruptcy after a sales collapse due to the New York uh, Attorney General doing inver- investigations on them. Oh. So that happened. And uh, the Olympics is over. So we're going to recap that. Uh, tell us, share sh- your favorite moments with us. Uh, my favorite moment right now, I'll tell it to you with you, is that nice half-pipe skater, uh, skier from Hungary. <laughs> Still sticking to her guns about being an athlete from, <laughs> from Hungary. <laughs> And doing zero tricks on the half pipe. So uh, we'll be right back here on Mornings Alone Star. Stick around. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, All right, welcome back. Hello. Our music today, it was it called the G. Giles Band? J. Giles Band. J. Giles Band, uh, freeze frame. Front, uh, J. Giles was not the singer. That was Peter Wolf. Okay. Uh, J. Giles was the band leader. He recently passed away, too, which is a bummer. That's sad. J. And, Giles, uh, J. Giles Band. But welcome back. Morning's Alone Star. Uh, we're here for a couple more minutes of our music break. And but, why are uh, we playing this music now? Because... We did our photos this weekend for our engagement photos. Engagement photos. So that was fun. And yeah, there was, there was, uh, it was one of those things where it was going to rain, not rain. And I had to ask my significant other, what does it matter? <laughs> and apparently you don't ask those kind of yeah, questions. Yeah, apparently it matters. <laughs> Take it and, from your friend, uh, Uncle Skippy. <laughs> yeah, there's, I learned a lot about what to do and what not to do. And it was very, you know, was, okay, this is what I was thinking about. So I, I get it about being engaged and getting married that it's like the the depending on the lady or the man, it's their wedding. Like someone takes ownership of it. Either they're financially paying for it or they're organizing it or they're the they're they're the chief, commander in chief of it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see any event for the male side that's equivalent to what this is for the lady? You mean like in, in general or wedding related? Just, no, just like is there a scenario between a, a you know significant other where I I get to do what she does is like you know logic's out the window, you know it's my way or the highway. No, I think there is though. I think we can create it. Like say, well, we can create. Say something, like sure. we, what you could do is for the guys is when you hit thirty years or fifty years you get to organize the party, and then that's that's that. There you go. That'll work. It's, it's like 
Valentine's Day, well, let's face it, is primarily to a vast extent for the woman. For the, for the female, you know, in your standard mm. couple. No, I think uh, we had a good discussion about that a couple weeks ago. It's, it's becoming more even playing. Generalized. Field. Generalized, but it was in, created you, for. You need to check out Jake's show from that week. Really? He spent 10 minutes on it. It was really funny because I was listening. I was like, why are we talking about this and not sports? <laughs> and It was the sport of love. He just, he just you know, got all into it. It was the so. sport of love for Jake. Well done, Jake. I will listen in. On last week's sports talk. But you know what did end? Uh, we uh, The Olympics did. The Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Uh, I think I said that Pyeongchang. right. Pyeongchang. And uh, it was a successful Olympics. Not too much. I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around the uh, Russian thing. Uh, mainly because they were allowed to compete in team sports. But I, what, I know they don't get the medals uh, like to the overall count. You know, Right. Uh, but because they won the hot, they won men's hockey, which is a big deal, um, and they won several other sports. I think they won uh, figure skating and all that kind of stuff. But uh, looking at the final medal count, Norway uh, took away the most total, and they also tied for the most gold. Uh, they had thirty-nine total medals. Germany had thirty-one. Canada twenty-nine, and then USA twenty-three, and then the Netherlands twenty. Now, are you finding this on NBC.com, Dick? I tried. Uh, I what? actually, yeah, their, their website again. I don't know why they. I actually, when when we were talking about this topic, I went on a Google search, and you know that NBC, for all the top, I, I did uh, medal counts 2018 Olympics. NBC's not even in the top 10 of, you know, sites hit. Uh, NPR gets it first. Uh Fox News gets, uh, you know, they're hitting top of it. NBC's not even, there we go. I've scrolled down and we have metal standings. Well, I just went to Google. Google's getting smart enough to where you can just ask it questions and it, it, it gives you its own answer instead of like giving you a link to the answer. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, we know that. I've noticed that. I'll, I'll type in a TV show and it'll actually give me like a summary. Instead but of the biggest surprise this, this Winter Olympics, I imagine, is. Either the U.S. winning curling, men's curling, or that lady from Czechoslovakia, first time ever winning two gold medals in two separate events in the same Olympics. Right. Because that was probably the biggest surprise. I think there was a couple Olympic record breaks. I think there was there was, might, might have been like one or two world record breaks. But, uh, but yeah, probably the funniest ones besides the Hungary – the Hungarian the Hungarian um, troll, not troll, but I mean, you need to look her up. She did the half pipe skiing, half pipe, and she didn't do any tricks. And apparently she stuck with that sport for two years just to qualify, and that's what her dream was. Not really to win a gold medal, but I still find it funny that in the sport, if everyone fell, she would have won, won gold. And that would have been one of those Australian speed skating moments where people want to forget about it. Uh, even though, I mean, he still competed. That's I think a lot of people forget that it's a competition. And they're there for a reason, not just because they're like, hey, does anybody else want to do the skiing half pipe thing? Oh, this latest. Do you remember a few years ago they had those radio commercials, the beer commercial, uh, uh, Real American Heroes, you know, and they'd be, here's to you, mister. And they'd come up with some really funky um, job description. And uh, they, they, they should resurrect that for this lady, for Real Hungarian Heroes. Here's to you doing the bare minimum to get on, on the Olympic team. Because I'm telling you, everyone, some people like railing on her saying, you're not taking it seriously. 
<clears throat> I'd do whatever humanly possible to legally get on the Olympic team. And I, so I, well, my I mean, hats off to this woman. I mean, I imagine there's a mindset of all these athletes that they're, you know, they want to compete, similar to the Canadian lady ripping off the silver because, I mean, if you're not mm-hmm. first, you're last. And that's how people are brought, especially that what we're talking about. Didn't we, didn't we kind of chat about the figure skating world? Yeah. Where I was like, Holly, Holly was talking about if we have kids, would you want them to do figure skating? And I said, I go, no, if they're going to choose an individual sport rather than box because, you know, boxing teaches them actually, a, you know, something. A they marketable can, skill. Well, not even that, but they can like, if they don't become successful in boxing, at least they know how to defend themselves. And so at least there's that giveaway. Hey, you could pirouette and because I imagine, do a triple I imagine a, a lot of figure skaters are real mean because think about they, they've been trained individually and they're competing one-on-one with the same people every time. And oh, yeah. Well, think about it, especially not a mean. guy. You know I mean? like, I'm not saying mean. No, I got you. But no, a hard edge. Think about it. You have to have to be a guy in figure skating, whether you're straight or gay, because, you know, the just the assumption is, is it's like musical theater. If you're a guy, you're gay. So you have to have a thick skin. You have to beat the cliche. You have to, knowing that, you know, there's a class of people just snickering at you just for existing. Oh, male figure skater. <laughs> and and you can't let it phase you. you basically, it's a, I'll show you. I'll do the quadruple axle with the backflip. I'll do the Pamchenko maneuver uh, to show Whoa, you. Oh, is that a real maneuver? It is in The Cutting Edge. And they also uh, brought it to life. How do you know that movie so well? I mean, That's I so love that scary. Movie. I love that movie. More, more Kelly's in it. She's like, you know, an idol of mine. That's and, hilarious. D.B. Sweeney. How can, you know, how can you not love a movie with D.B. Sweeney in it? All right, sorry. You know, I really am sorry. But in Blades of Glory, you actually see the Pamchenko in action, and that's where people get decapitated <laughs> with the flying skates. Man. <laughs> but uh, outside the Olympics, did you did you watch any of it? I, or did you listen to any of it? I, I listened to some, unfortunately. I just missed across the board that's, everything. Well, I mean, I think what's really – it's hard for us over here in the States when something is so far away on timeline, time mm-hmm. zone-wise. It's really hard to get into something unless it's really well-organized – and you know, and of course, NBC, they're a huge broadcasting company. And, you know. Was their heart not in it this time? Because having Olympics on the other side of the world is nothing new. I mean, it, it's more often than not. And this I, has honestly, been the most lackadaisical I think, coverage I think this, I've seen. This might be a show of may, uh, mainstream media in a sense of their resources and where they're choosing to spend it. Because we, you would agree with me for about the last two to three years media has really changed its focus on like politics and trying to develop that 24-hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. And unfortunate for the Winter Olympics, it's just not that interesting to producers saying, we need something good to put on our 24 news hours. You know, There were no heroes. Uh, well, there were even couple. I mean, there were, not in America. Not, I mean, like the... I would say the Sean White story is a good story, but then they also they had like that sexual allegation things against him at the time. Like mm-hmm. people were bringing that up. So again, like you don't want to push that because you'll look like a total fool if something comes out. Like I said, I think their resources and everything, they're afraid to develop these stories. like To build up a hero only to find out yeah, that I mean, like, 10 th- years ago they broke someone. Think about that Kim Chloe uh, girl, the young lady, 17 years old, wins a gold medal. Really, when you look her up, the only thing you're finding is that radio host has said some really nasty things gets fired. Because he made a comment about her, and and you know, in a kind of a disgusting light. Well, in a disgusting light, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like, well, there's not, they're not pushing the the man. She's 17, especially the other guy, uh, the younger 17 year old man who won. Like that was that's a pretty big story, but they're not really put. It's like the curling, men's curling. That was like the first time ever, 
And then the bobsledding, we we won silver in bobsledding, which is a, like a rare rarity for the United States. It feels like their heart wasn't in it. I'm talking NBC or just the, this particular. Not I'm not painting well, them all the same know, brush. When we chatted with Jake about it, it was it was more of like he felt there wasn't a lot of expertise experts on the scene, and like I said, I think they're putting a lot of their money and resources in something else. Like why would you go and hire Katie Couric out of retirement? Especially Besides, when you're trying to. Get people's attention away from Matt Lauer. And well, not Matt Lauer, but more of like rebranding. Like that was like the old guard. The new guard should be coming in and handling it. But I think also the sexual harassment thing really has the news organization shaken up because it's probably all over the place in the past 60 years. So they're like, hey, how are we like? We don't want this to bite us in the butt. We <laughs> don't want to put someone on TV and then say, oh, oh, we got to get rid of them. They already had a couple of those during the live segments like that man – talking about Japan and, and South, <laughs> South Korea occupation. Right. Like, I mean, that was just crazy. And uh, same thing with Katie Couric when she made that mistake about— The frozen the, skating to work yeah. on the frozen canals. Yeah, I, I think, Jake, and you nailed it, uh, uh, lack of expertise. I think there was probably some, uh, you know, marketing analysts that go, okay, hey, we got to come home to NBC with the old group. Let's bring back Katie Couric. It sounds good, and it just—I'm telling you, there's a playbook on how not to cover the Olympics, and I think NBC— Played that playbook page by page. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see how Fox handles the World Cup because I'm a huge soccer fan. and I'm very excited about the World Cup, and it's not because I have a favorite team or the United States isn't in it. I I think what I love about it is the way the game is played on the world stage where there's a lot more emotion, a lot more at stake in a sense of not money. Like there's actually – there's pride at stake. There's pride, and there's – it's relentless. There's no timeouts. You know what I'm saying? It's that whistle blows, that opening whistle, and it goes. And I like that. I like that about the sport, especially the the, the whole tournament, because you're sitting there going, like, where are people going to be? Who's going to be the underdog? Who are, who's going to be successful? Like March Madness on a galactic scale. Yes, and especially all the different countries. And, like, one thing I learned through following soccer internationally, it's amazing how different every culture is, because there's the when it comes with the good, there's I'll, there's the bad, and it's weird to see, especially with the next World Cup coming out in 2022 with Qatar. Qatar is, uh, if I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but Qatar has the rights to it, so they're hosting, so they're building stadiums and all that kind of stuff. Well, apparently a week ago there was a, an official report about them having indentured servants and slaves building, basically current generation sla- slavery. Like, uh-huh. I don't know if it's like old school slavery in the sense of there's not shackles. Oh, I'm sure they're calling him indentured servants. But, you know, th- there's a there's a human rights report, and they're now being reviewed by FIFA, who, wow. who awards it, who awards the World Cup, mm-hmm. about if they're going to be able to keep it. Now, this is where the, my question is, is how much money does it take to keep it? Because they spent a lot of money already, you know, even though they saved probably a lot by having— Well, not you know, that unpaid. much. So they were slaves. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, Qatar is not known for its an industry of steel. Yeah, and yeah. There's there's not a lot of metal. They kind of have, they have there. to import everything. But that's one thing I'm interested to see how the news reporting here affects it because it's in Russia this year, and a lot of I mean, we've already kind of talked about the Russia having the stigma. No matter whoever you are, if you're Russian, the United States, someone says, "Oh, you're a hacker, or you're you're meddling in our stuff, or you know whatever." Even if it's some poor figure skater or whatnot, <laughs> or a curler. But uh, it'll be interesting. I'm really excited about the the World Cup. But the, w- yeah. the Olympics, what I watched was a lot of fun. The commentary, and I would say the entire involvement, like if you were involved, 
I don't think NBC was the best resource because what I was reading, a lot of people like the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting something Corporation. Corporation. Uh, they did apparently a good job about updating and keeping things informed. And I think that maybe that's part of a lot of the sports are Canadian favorites. Like curling is in Canada. Like right. if you're can, if you're a curler, you go to Canada to play. Oh, if it's a winter sport, they've got to you know they've got to love it. And again, I don't see why NBC just doesn't go. Hey, they know it better. Let's just share, and then we'll do our primetime stuff with our Kata Couric's and whatnot. But we'll just share the con- – like they'll do the live broadcasting, and then we'll do the reporting from the Americans on our primetime stuff. Absolutely but, agree. Uh, but we'll see. I think it's going to change with technology, and it's going to change for the better, I hope. Maybe, uh, maybe soon it will be like the 360 holographic, you know, you strip – No, they had VR. that. They had VR. They had a VR experience. But, I mean, where you're actually there on the, on the skis with the person. Oh, that would be creepy. Know, like brainstorm. 55 well, degrees outside. It's, I just thought I'd throw that out there because it popped up. It's going to warm up to 69 today. I told you. It's going to be an interesting, cloudy day. Right. Uh, but we'll be back okay. with more Mornings Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and, of course, Interior Wealth Advisor. You are listening to Dick and Skippy with Mornings Lone Star. We're on hour two here. And uh, don't forget, we're going to be here till 11, leading up to, I believe, the weekly business hour, full lineup, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM frame hey don't freeze listen to us morning's lone star with dick and skippy i'm skippy he's still dick welcome back hello don't forget you can call in 936-647-3776 and also message on facebook mornings with lone star we've been kind of jumping all over the place uh, about the olympics about florida it's monday morning it is monday morning so we're gonna try to figure it out by the middle of the week to really pinpoint on a good topic here but join us uh, by Facebooking us message, Morning's Lone Star. We have a lot of options, 936-647-3776. All right. Yeah, so uh, still kind of trying to figure out what to want to do outside with the weather. So wear layers, bring your jacket, bring your brawly just in case. They What do they call them? Umbrellas. In England, it's always bring your brawly. It's, I don't know. It's an umbrella. I don't know. And there you go. What do they call duct tape in Britain, in England? Uh... I thought it was duct tape. Now, now scotch tape is called cello tape. Cello tape. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, because they're actually, uh, 
trade name trademark names are very very particular in england you can get nailed hard if you use a trademark name like saying scotch tape or band-aid or coke so it'd always be cello tape soda that's interesting yeah. i didn't know that yeah so you must have been very careful over there but hey locally a couple of things happening you know what today is dick hmm. today's the last monday of early voting you know what tomorrow will be the last Tuesday of early voting and on it goes until Friday. That's right. Through Friday, early voting is happening all over Montgomery County. We've got to have about a half dozen locations. Go to mctx.org. That's Montgomery County, Texas, for those who aren't cool with acronyms. And find out uh, the locations. Cool thing about early voting is you can go to any one of them to vote on everything. On voting day, on election day, on Tuesday, March 6th, you have to go to your precinct and it may not be where you think it is. So check it out. Do vote. Uh, another good thing about early voting, you can talk to the candidates. They're there, a lot of them, or representatives. Hit them up. Talk to them. Find out where they stand on this and that. You may learn something new that will sway your vote either way. So go for it. Another thing that's happening is uh, uh, the Owen Theater across the street tonight. They're holding auditions. And, Dick, I expect to see you there. Thank you. It's for Kiss Me Kate, big old musical. From the 40s, you know, Noel Coward, uh, singing, dancing, a lot of fun, a lot of comedy. And uh, how's your singing and tap dancing skills, Dick? Uh, we'll find out tonight when you show up at auditions. Six to nine o'clock at the Owen Theater, right across the street from us here at downtown Conroe. I ordinarily say sunny downtown Conroe, but not so sunny right now. But what is sunny is my belly from drinking Conroe coffee. Trying to segue out of that one. We are generously sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thanks to our sponsors. Well, you know the Oscars are coming up. and They that's, are. That's going to be on the weekend. So we're, I'm This weekend coming up? This weekend, yes. Really? I totally uh, missed that. Yeah, so we... On the tickets that we're covering it, we're doing a game of, like, picking who wins, whatever. Is and, this the squares thing? Like, you uh, go out a square for five bucks? Because I'm in. Well, we have the dude, which is a statue. That's like a golden statue. Call him the dude. Is and, it Lebowski? Oh, no. It doesn't look like him. Sorry. Okay. But uh, I won it from the Golden Globes because I picked TV right. Actually, TV really helped me out because the Golden Globes consists of TV and and movies. So mm -hmm. uh, the movie thing, I'm not really sure. The lineup this year in movies is not very good, in my opinion. Uh, nothing excites me in the sense. I, I know Blade Runner excited me, and that was pretty much it. Uh, That'll get best cinematography. No, I mean best I, special effects. No one really knows. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, it'll get a couple of the pity awards. I mean, Get Out was probably the more deserving because I kind of said negatives about Get Out on the show, but you know, looking at the quality and what it's up against, it's all kind of on the same playing field mm -hmm. for uh, being a creative work because it wasn't really based off anything. It had a good message and a sense of a challenging message for the audience, and it had a good twist. Now, is, is that so. the movie? I don't want to give, like, spoilers away, but it's like where the white girl brings the black boyfriend yeah. to her family, and you find out that there's, like, body swapping going. Oh, it's, it's, it has a little sci-fi, not sci-fi element, but more of, Like you know, fringe science. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, okay. it's there, and so it's kind of fun. So I, but, so I would uh, want to watch this one. You're saying? Yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy it. It's very suspenseful, and the it will keep you guessing. That's what I liked about it. So okay. there's that. Um, no, you watched Black Panther, didn't you? No, actually, I have not watched oh, it. Oh, I thought you said But it did really well for its second week. It actually, uh, in raw dollars, it is the second biggest second weekend, second. Second largest, second, second, second weekend. weekend. Yeah, okay, no, that makes sense. Uh, of all time, uh, <laughs> of all time, uh, between yeah, because uh, it, it earned a hundred and uh, let's see, one hundred eight million dollars on the second weekend. That's Friday to Sunday frame, 
Uh, they kind of skew you on, on those frames because, for example, the opening weekend was like on a Thursday. So it's like <laughs> all day. So they get an extra day. And to give you an idea, it made on its first weekend, it made $202 million. Uh, So there's that. So it, remained, it retained about half of that for second weekend. That's pretty yeah. good. See, the, uh, the number one movie is The Force Awakens, which just makes sense because I was like the return of Star Wars. In a way that we wanted it to return. Yeah. Not with little Darth Vader going, yippee. Well, man. Darth Vader does not say yippee. But, uh, but yeah, so that movie, those movies still have, you know, are still relevant to those who want to make money. So they're going to keep making these superhero movies. But uh, I think people are going to be demanding higher quality. You can't just churn them out anymore. You know, you can't have a, a Batman that's of lesser quality. You can't have Suicide Squad 2 without really upping it, upping the game, I think. Yeah, there's no real answer to why people go see these movies besides there being superheroes. So I would say a good portion are kids going like, I "We really want the want, role models. I want to see. I want to see the movie." And then, uh, but I, I think the audience and the money you're trying to make who who brings the butts in the seats continuously every weekend. Like one of the biggest surprises, there's two big surprises of last year, and that kind of bridged over to this year is Jumanji and uh, the Greatest Showman. Is it Greatest Showman? Mm-hmm. The musical. Uh, apparently, Jumanji's almost hit the billion dollar mark in theater. Really? Because that was a reboot or a remake yeah. or a sequel. Or I think The Rock is just money. He's just like if you put him in a, in a kid kid friendly movie, not too kid friendly enough where the adults would want to go see it. I think you're going to make some money. I, it's funny you should mention that Mrs. Skippy and I uh, had a late night last night. Got back to the hotel room and flipped on the TV for the first time in a very long time and uh, went to one of the movie channels. And it was a, like a rock double feature. So we caught like the last 10 minutes of, uh, what was it, Central Intelligence, where he plays like a former nerd who's buffed out. Yes. The, in fact, I saw that movie, and that aspect of the show was the only thing I thought was funny. It, the last 10 minutes were funny. It kind of caught me by surprise because he strips, you know, down to a smile, and that's it, just for no readily apparent reason. But uh, then after that was Get Smart, we kind of fell asleep watching that. But these are two movies where The Rock actually had some uh, if some I, bankability to them. If I was The Rock, I would do those options in your contracts of you get a return. Oh, yeah. At this like, point, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do a base because you're doing a lot of stunts because you never know how that will turn out. But like... Instead it, of twenty million it, a picture, give me ten million and one percent of the of whatever. Makes and it's not money. the profits; it's it's the points. Yeah, because they can they can creatively work the books to where oh, we made thirty two billion dollars out of this, but not about, a penny in profit. Think about the movies he's been in, and they're most of them a return to profit. I think he's a higher percentage of returning a profit. I don't think he's had a he's had a bomb. His, his new bomb. movie coming out. Have you seen the trailer for Skyscraper? That's, uh, that's Die Hard with a limp, right? Well, yeah, with a with a fake leg. <laughs> fake leg. Yeah, I feel like they made that movie in between all the other movies he's making, and then he finally got so confused on the scripts <laughs> that he goes, "Hey, I need something <laughs> in the script to remind me like what movie I'm doing. Give me a fake leg, please. Give me a fake leg so I know exactly what I'm doing." And uh, that that I, that's my theory on that. I, one. <laughs> you know, I, that's a good reason as any. Also, it's going to give him closer to that Oscar glory. You have to like, play someone. Either mentally challenged, emotionally uh, defective, well, or physically well, I handicapped. Will, I would be surprised if he ever gets nominated for an Oscar. Because he, like the way I feel about him as an actor, I feel like he, someone has to write a role that fits him perfectly. And same thing with Vin Diesel. Like Vin Diesel can act, but you have to put him in the right role. Like it's it'd be really hard to give him 
like a Daniel Day-Lewis type role and him really knocking it out of the park. That's why God invented the People's Choice Awards that, you know, Vin and Rock or Dwayne, you're never going to win an Oscar, but we're going to adulate you. No, with, I, think they, I think they can. It just has to could, be the perfect storm. It would have to be the perfect. I mean, it would have to be the rock. I mean, if John C. Riley could be nominated for an Oscar. But that was for uh, Cabaret, uh, not Cabaret, uh, 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 Chicago, right? It was in Magnolia. So, like, he is a serious actor. Oh, Magnolia, the uh, yeah. the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. Because he was also nominated for Chicago, but he was kind of playing himself the the sad sack, gooberish. Well, I'm, I'm just letting you know, if he can do Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, and then get nominated, to me, that's that's the talent that kind of bleeds. Kind of like uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Ron Williams was one of the better, of uh, like, jack-of-all-trades actor. Yeah, he, he could go serious. He can play a creepy dude. He can play a funny person. He can be a guy you empathize with mm-hmm. and then things like that. And so. then he could play Popeye. That's true. Did they ever make that movie? Oh, they made it. And he, I, I'm sure he wanted to buy up every, in his stand-up routine oh, afterwards. Oh, that's right, because that people. lady played. Shelly uh, Duvall. Yeah. From Houston. Houston gal. Yeah. Played man. Olive Oil. And I'm telling you, the if there was ever a role made to fit, it's like Elijah Wood was born to play Frodo in Lord of the Rings. You know, if no other, nothing else on the planet, he was born to play that. And Shelly Duvall was born to play Olive Oil in the live action. I don't think she appreciates that. Well, I'm just letting you know. Olive oil is an American tradition. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. No, Shelly Duvall is aw- uh, awesome. Houston gal, we love you, Shelly Duvall. Call in sometime. Well, you know, let us know what you're doing. You know, the box office and things. I'd be curious to know, especially with things changing, like movie passes added, uh, brought down to nine dollars last year. Uh, do you know what movie pass? That's is? where it's like a monthly nine bucks a month. Yeah, you nine get bucks. A, you get to, uh, the the restriction is you can only see one movie a day. And I don't know if you can see the same movie back to back. Like you have to wait a week or something like that. So you can't go see Black Panther seven days in a row. You have to go, you go see Black Panther and then you have to wait. I think it's like one box office rotation of a hmm. week. I, I wonder why that. I'm trying to figure out why they're, I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just wondering well, what the I, reasoning I, you is. You know, we talk about on the ticket sub and the, my, the, my theory is it's a data collection test. And they're trying to see what people's habits are and where they go to see movies. Or are they willing to go see more movies or less movies if their quality? And then uh, it's it's one of those deals where when they have the results, they can kind of pinpoint where they want to take movie theaters. Oh, that makes sense. And uh, I think, you know, people who have the time to go see more than one movie a week, it's really hard to look at that data and just assume it's like everyone. If that makes sense. What's the last movie you saw that you went back that same day? You either stayed in there and hoped they would, didn't kick you out or or you snuck back in or you even paid for another ticket? Uh, I, no, I don't think there is a movie. That there was I really one. Liked. I remember the last one I saw, and it was so cheesy, but I loved it because it worked on so many levels. It was a John Carpenter movie called Prince of Darkness. Okay. And it was right around the same time that Clue the movie came out because that was kind of a second. Uh, Clue... When the film came out, they had three different endings. And so they marketed them as Clue A, Clue B, Clue C. And uh, This movie looks intense. What, Prince of Darkness? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I got the Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow it. But um, so Clue was, you know, you go watch all three. And then finally on the when they released it on VHS and later DVD, it was that they, they put all three endings on the same, you know, here's how it could have gone, but let's look at this one. Uh, but Prince of Darkness had a bit of everything. Basically... Um, there's this abandoned church. You find the se- there's a secret brotherhood of priests from like, you know, 2000 years who've been guarding this, this big canister that has possibly 
uh, the son of a devil in it, and it's been kept a secret, and it's threatening to get out, and there's not time travel in the traditional sense, but if you stay at this church after a while, you start having the same dream, and apparently it's a transmission from the future. Uh, you find out the real reason behind re religion, um, how you should avoid mirrors wherever possible. It's John Carpenter at his finest, uh, and Alice Cooper was in it. Had a bit role playing a homeless guy, and apparently Alice Cooper in a stage show has this uh, uh, effect, a special effect, where he gets skewered by a bicycle. You know, like a, a half of a bicycle, and they actually work that into the movie that someone gets uh, Alice Cooper gets to impale somebody on a on a broken bicycle, and it's a great movie to watch. It, it was a blip on the radar in the '80s. You know, it probably ran for three weeks, but I watched the first time, and there was so much. I I I I think I actually paid for another ticket. Went back out front and said, "I gotta watch this." It was matinees both times, so it wasn't that expensive. Too bad Movie Pass wasn't around. Right. Well, that's our movie talk for Monday. Uh, thanks for joining us. We got three more minutes. We're gonna take a music break here on Mornings with Lone Star. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got a full lineup today. IRLoneStar.com for more information. But we will be back. We got thirty minutes. Feel free to call in 936-647-3776 to leave a message or Facebook message us, Mornings with Lone Star. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, today's a good week. We got a couple guests coming up. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show, kind of going down what's happening this week. It is the last week of February going into March, so get ready. Where did February go? I don't know. But we'll be right back after a couple tunes and a word from our sponsors. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stuff podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, Mornings Lone Star. Last segment here on today's show. Don't forget, we podcast every episode at 8 p.m. on the same day. So if you missed us, we'll be available on iTunes and Google Play and other places like that, especially IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. There you go. There you go. We had a good day today. Did you have a good day today? I had a good day today. I, I missed my dick last week, but my dick oh. is back to me. There you go. Dick is in the studio How many with puns me. can we fit in oh, to the, a two-hour show? Actually, six hours counting um, Thursday and Friday. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, we kind of covered a lot of topics today. Just to recap, uh, you know, the Black <laughs> Panther movie did well on its second weekend. A lot of people thought it was not going to do as well. I'm, I'm, I want to see it, but I'm... I'm one of those. I got that horrible habit of just watching it, either renting it at home or. Dick, why don't thing. we make? Let's you and I choose a day and go watch it together. Let's let's do stuff outside the studio together. Yeah, we should. We should. I try to go play putt putt with you. But, I, well, yeah, I, I dropped the ball on that. But one. Uh, I know you've been busy. I'm not going to put any blame on you. Uh, but 
outside that, I know the Florida thing was, is it going to be an ongoing topic, especially with solutions to prevent and things like that. I think that's something that a community should, every community should talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think every community can have their own um, outcome on it, their own decision. Uh, probably one of the funniest things that we, we didn't really talk about is that one student who's continuously in the news, I don't know if he's trying to get a job at, you know, at a news organization or something because it seems like he's, he likes to talk about the controversial. He said boycott Florida. Now, what do you think Florida thinks about that? Because Florida is probably one of the biggest travel. Oh, it's, a, it's a tourist destination. It's a travel destination. And you yeah. have this kid who's getting hit. Would you say it's 15 minutes of fame? Unfortunately for this child, this guy, the day I I don't want to say his name because he's a kid, right? Yeah, he's not it 18. depends on the motive. And here's the thing: so if you truly well, regardless it, of motive, well, no, if you truly believe, like those, um, you know, my response to a lot of people saying, you know, we got to save, we got to ban guns to save the children, ban assault rifles to save it, because every child life matters. I point out the sheer numbers of the number of kids who have been killed. In auto accidents in the same amount of time, there's no comparison. Oh, no, no, no. Well, we can't ban cars. No, just the guns. You know that their argument is about the guns. So I, I, I question their motives. If this kid, talk about banning Florida, truly means it, if he had an epiphany hiding under a desk or something, I think he's misguided, but his heart's kind of in the right place. But if this is someone who just, hey, I got cameras on me. Let me say this. Let me get that. Let me YouTube it. And let's see how they parlay it. If he gets an agent, that's the, the warning sign that, Okay, no, we're not going to boycott a state. Yeah. We're not going to boycott, you can't boycott a state. Florida is, you know, boycott California because it could fall in the ocean in an earthquake. Boycott Texas because we have armadillos. Boycott Maine because it's cold. It doesn't, doesn't work that way, people. And so it's going it, to, and again, it takes away from the true argument. Every time someone says boycott the state, that becomes the headline for the next 24 hours. And no, <laughs> Not not so cool. So that's me on the on the shooting thing. I think it's an ongoing issue. I think people are kind of regrouping. You know, there was a knee jerk reaction on both sides. Uh, ban the guns. You can have my guns. We can prime them from my cold dead fingers. You know, battle lines were drawn. But I think actually some more dialogue is actually happening. Trump kind of surprised people first by encouraging the Senate to pass a bill to ban bump stocks, and it's primarily cosmetic. But I'll take it. And then the next day he says, and let's raise the gun purchase age while we're at it on a federal level. And it shows, it shows a president willing to say, because he, he ticked off uh, some people on the on gun advocates. He ticked them off going, no, no, you must stand firm and not offer anything. And he did, which surprised me. I think he just pisses people off. Oh, no matter that, what. <laughs> tell you what, he's good at that. Love him, hate him. You can't ignore him. Well, we'll kind of cover a little bit of all this week and just see how it goes. Because, mm -hmm. you know, being in the state of Texas, it's, we, we grew up in a different, like, I don't know how to say it to people who didn't grow up in Texas. But, you know, the slogan, I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. And things like that. I don't know if that's really true. I think it's just more of an ego thing. But uh, It is a state thing. I was talking with uh, my stepbrother who's from Colorado, and I actually had a lot about the state family. And he's like, I get it now. Because the joke outside of Texas, oh, everything's bigger in Texas. And I, I took them, you know, we went to Puffa Bellies in Old Town Spring to eat so they could experience the honky-tonk bar where you throw peanut shells on the floor and eat a grossly oversized chicken fried steak. And the politeness of people and that we let people in, as long as you don't, you know, rip to the end of the, the line and then try to cut in, you know, we'll let you in. He's like, there really is a different feel. There is a pride here. No other state has that pride in, of, of the other 49 states. No one has the, I, I'm Texan, darn it. 
and uh, it really caught him off guard in a, in a good way. So yay, Texas. Um, this is something interesting, uh, and it's not really political so much, but you know, Dick, there are three branches of government. We have executive, which is, you know, the White House, the president. Um, you have the judicial branch, which is like the Supreme Court. Um, and then you have legislative, which is the Senate, how, uh, the houses. And they're not supposed, they're supposed to work together, but you can't, executive can't legislate l legislation. You know, judges aren't supposed to make laws. They're not supposed to legislate from the bench because that's two separate entities. They're supposed to enforce the laws. And this is something that happened this morning that actually puts that in good perspective. Um, the, the White House, um, a lower court had reversed uh, the Trump administration's DACA ruling to what basically said no more DACA applicants, applications. So we got this straightened out. And then a lower court um, overturn, overturned that, you know, disallowed it. The administration went straight to the Supreme Court on this one to, to, to force an answer. The Supreme Court, in this Skippy's humble opinion, very properly said, we were not going to listen to this because you bypassed the federal appellate court, the court underneath us. You know, there is kind of a sequence of events. So I think this is, I, I'm inspired by that, that the Supreme Court, which is pretty much split on every issue right now, that's why there are nine members, because you, you can't have a tie, is, um, and, and you can't really kind of recuse yourself going, I don't want to vote on this one. Uh, for them to, to turn that back and say, no, you got to go through the sequence of events, I, I think was a great way to show how executive, legislative, and judicial branches are supposed to work. So hats off to SCOTUS. Way to do what's expected of you. <laughs> Sadly, that's the bar that's been said. Yeah, you did your job. But, but you know, okay. So, so often it's not done, though. Let's, let's change topics. We, we got about nine more minutes left okay. in today's. We're going to do one topic, and I want to see what your thoughts on this. this Here we is, go. This is funny. We're, we're marketing. We had to talk about jokes, and especially today's current climate. Did you hear Johnny Walker is rolling out a female version of its iconic logo, and they're going to call it Janie Walker or Jane Walker? So they're not. I don't know. If is this for realsies? This is for realsies. I don't know if they're changing the scotch itself. I think it's more of like instead of having Coke, you have Coke, you know, Coke with a message one, and then you have Coke with message two, kind of thing. Right. So yeah, they're they're apparently trying to reach out to more women uh, with their scotch. I don't really know. I mean, I said this is one of those things. I never really thought it was an issue. And then maybe someone says, hey, we can get 4% of more market if we put a lady on it. Now, do you think people would literally go to like, – besides the first push of the first round of this Jane Walker whiskey, do you think people are going to go uh, two years from now and say, oh, they only have the Johnny Walker label. They don't have the Jane Walker label on it, so I'm not buying it. I, I, I Personally, I don't think so. I've got two kind of immediate responses to that. First off – a good scotch takes years okay. to age. So if they came up with this marketing thing now for Janie Walker <laughs> scotch to be any good, it's you can't sell it for another 6, 12 years. Well, it's just a label. But then there's nothing changed. To, then it's no, just that's a what label. I'm saying. That's the all label. they're doing. They're just putting... Putting a different person on the label. Then my response to that is it basically brings you down to the level of those those local wine bottles with the, the like the dot matrix printer labels that have the funny names on them, like you know, vampire red wine. It, it, if you're just changing the label, you're not you're gonna tick off your your because scotch is traditionally a gentleman's drink. You know, you go to the gentleman's cigar clubs and it's 
Johnny Walker and, and a cigar. So, uh, but also you think Johnny Walker would take a, a, a page from the ladies Dorito book from a couple wasn't of weeks ago. A, wasn't that just a joke? Apparently, I don't think it was a joke, but they, they suddenly went, let me make sure it wasn't an urban legend because everybody was reporting on it. Because um, I don't know how you make it a chip to be more female driven unless it, you know. But I see, don't really know how actually. I have no of, idea. I can I guess? Uh, it kind of, I think, takes away from. It, it, it's kowtowing to a woman in a not pleasant way to say, "Oh, we know, ladies, you don't like crunchy chips, so we're going to give you a a ladies chip." And you have these women going, "I'm I, this is why I'm making seventy cents on the dollar because people just assume I don't like a crunchy chip." And so for Johnny Walker to go, uh, I, if I were a female, my thought would be. Why are you changing the label for me? This does absolutely nothing. For well, that's what me. I was saying. You know, two years from now, do you really see people not buying that certain type of alcohol because it didn't have the, I don't think was, the not, different color label? They on may it. lose some 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 people buying it, but um, you know, here's the thing: Jim Beam or whoever, who's Johnny Walker's like biggest biggest competitor in the Scotch? I think world? it would probably be. Are you talking about price comparison? Well, yeah. If you can't have Johnny uh, Walker, who's your is Jameson Scotch whiskey? Jameson, right? okay. I think Jameson would say that's Irish whiskey. <coughs> I think it's different. But here we go. Let's talk about chemists, or was it called uh, mixology? Mixology with taking skip. I have no idea. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I know it's expensive. I know they had different labels. I've tried several of them, but then again, it's it, a novelty. It's all. It's all. Uh, it's Greek a novelty. To me it sense. won't. It won't last long. It'll. It'll. They'll, they'll waste money on changing some labels, and then they'll have to change them back momentarily within a year. Now, in our last joke, not joke, but could be a TV show plot. Uh-huh. Here's another one that I read uh, in Kentucky, in Charlestown, Kentucky, a student at the Charlestown High School uh, who is apparently in, you know, a smart lady, but she is now the certified county, Clark County Deputy Coroner. Okay. So she's the coroner for the county. She's certified and she's in high school. Is that if that's not a Doogie Howser TV show, <laughs> a mystery slash, you know, whatever you know, you could turn yeah, because there have been plenty of medical. There was Quincy M.E. with Jack Klugman in like the 70s and 80s uh, with Robert Ito. And uh, there's one with Dana Delaney. Was it Body of Evidence or Body of Proof uh, a couple of years ago? And every police procedural has the coroner in it. So that's cool. You know, a little. What happened if Doogie well, wait, got with, the- with the report on her, which is interesting, but it's, it's made by a local uh, news station. And what's interesting to her response is why she did this, why she's interested in how it wants to continue her career in this after she graduate, graduates, because she's a senior right now. She said basically that she uh, watched CSI and Criminal Minds and the shows that have scenes in the coroner's office or in the – what do you is it called the office? What do you call it? The slab? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and uh, – but she mentioned that nothing could prepare for the actual – dead bodies that she encountered but uh what's funny is she goes she gets a phone call and she tries to be there when there's a dead body or not and so you can imagine you know you're the typical high schooler texting your best friends and everything and all of a sudden your friend next to you goes oh i can't i can't i can't play soccer after school today why is like oh they got a new body a new body now here's the difference between a coroner and a medical examiner um because i I knew there was a difference coroners are usually elected and you're not required to be a physician in fact, if an autopsy is ordered, a coroner will frequently consult with a pathologist or a forensic pathologist, or in other words, the medical examiner who are appointed and they must be physicians. So as a coroner, she doesn't have to actually, you know, she's not actually performing autopsies necessarily. Uh, she doesn't have to be a doctor, 
but she gets to oversee them, which I think is cool. This is someone who's stepping up. Well, to, to give you more details about how to be certified, you have to do 40 hours of training, and uh, you have to do that training in Indianapolis. And then after the end, there's a certified test you have to pass. So, I mean, it's like any other class, I guess, in a sense of going to school for X amount of days or hours. But I, I, thought, I, th I figured you would enjoy that because it sounded like a TV show. I like that. Straight out of Kentucky right there. Well, it quickly but, reminds me of a Dennis Miller joke where he said the easiest job on the planet has to be coroner surgery on dead people. What's the worst thing that can happen? Uh, if everything goes wrong, you might get a pulse. That's funny. I gained one on the table today, honey. It's 1053. We got to wrap it up, folks. Uh, it's good to have us back here on Morning's Lone Star. <laughs> Darn, it's good to have us here. Brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors, Clean Soup Office Cleaning, and Conroe Coffee. We'll be back tomorrow morning. IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS for all of our podcasts and things like that and how to contact us. Uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Join us on IRLoneStar.com or Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We are the morning radio show here in Montgomery County. Having fun talking about whatever we want to talk about. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, always call in at any time, 936-647-3776. Our message on Facebook, 24-7. We're here to hear you. And uh, coming up next on Lone Star Community Radio is the weekly business hour. Full lineup, IRLoneStar.com. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.